listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. We have a friend in studio. His name is Flame. He's a Lutheran rap artist, author, and creative behind Extra Nos Academy. And we always have a blast when we get to sit down with our friend Flame. Thanks so much for spending some time with us in the studio. Welcome. Yes, for sure. Glad to be with you all again. In studio this time, too. Yes. It's been a while since you've actually physically been here with us. So this oh my is cool. goodness. A long while. Yeah. Here yeah. we are. You had some top secret projects going on here <laughs> in St. Louis. We somehow found out about it and said, hey, you want to come to the studio and hang out with us for a little bit and chat? So yep. you graciously accepted the invitation, came over to the studio, and here we are talking about all the things that, that you've been up to, mm-hmm. some of the topics that are near and dear to your heart. I Catching up on some of the things that you've been working on, including your podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Conference, yeah. all kinds of fun projects, videos. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it's top secret, so I don't know what all we can <laughs> share today, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Yes. But I want to talk about one of the topics that came up in your podcast that I thought was very interesting. Talking about rap, your background and how rap played a significant role in your life as a kid, as a youth. Yeah. And rap as an art form rap as and and then how rap became a, a a way to reach and engage the community in which you were living Let, let's talk about how it was a part of your life as a youth as a kid yeah i mean rap music was everywhere just the soundtrack to my childhood really and i was drawn to the social commentary i remember that just sort of peering into the older guys and girls discussion about life. So that was always fun. And then obviously the music, the sound palette, you know, just that rhythmic beat is, yeah, it's fun and it's engaging. So it was one of those things that was very innocent, very childlike, but then, you know, there are different pockets of hip hop music, rap music, some not as healthy as others. And uh, so I remember my grandmother pushing me to, away from the worst versions. And uh, But at the same time, I do remember being exposed to Christian rap as a kid. So I always knew there was, you know, this subculture within this subculture, so to speak. And But I was drawn to it, and I want to contribute back to that audience more music, more content, but particularly from a Christian worldview. So that's why I saw myself mid amongst all of the things going on in rap culture. Shout out to your grandma. We've talked about her before. Yes. Francis Jones, man. Wonderful lady. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So how does rap, how does art in general and rap in your case, how can you use that as a way to outreach into communities in a way that maybe you can't in other ways? Yeah, I think rap music sort of has collected People on the fringes, I would say the people that gravitate towards rap music, particularly see themselves a certain way. Um, They sort of envision themselves as a collective of people that may feel forgotten or dismissed. So I like that there's an audience there that sort of has a a tender heart. That's kind of how I see it. And they're looking for good news. It kind of reminds me of uh, Mars Hill in scripture, Mm. Acts 17, where people just kind of rally there to hear new ideas and new thoughts. So Paul's like, man, let me go there and and share common things about a creator and then point them to specific things about that creator, namely Christ Jesus himself. So I see rap music as that. It's that spot where people are looking for ideas and concepts, looking for hope and trying to imagine good in the world. And I want to show up in that space with, with the clarity of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For 
those who maybe don't know rap music nearly as well, what does it take to make good rap music? What are the what are the what's the essence of good rap music? That is a great man. That's a great question. <laughs> I think so. One, I would just say authenticity to something. So. Knowing something about yourself that you're okay exposing, that resonates with people. And then obviously you want to understand the art form and musically. So you want to make sure you got your instrumentation, your drums and arrangement fashioned in a way where the rap listener says, yep, sounds like rap music. So that's important too, to understand the sound palette. And then, yeah, just sort of giving yourself to the the culture of it, understanding who were the contributors, who were the best contributors, who were the ones that weren't so good. And once you're like sort of nerding out over those kind of things, <laughs> then people say, okay, yeah, he or she is one of us. So that's important. Is is rap music nerd music? <gasps> You, you know just what? said nerding out, so now I have to ask that question. <laughs> you, you know what? I don't, I don't think I've ever thought of it like that, <laughs> but I will have to say 100% yes. You know why? Because the format of rap music lends itself to teaching or exposition. So people are always going there for information, sometimes good information, sometimes bad, but it does lend itself to thoughts and philosophy and um, discussing matters that are probably a bit more serious, at least in its inception, that was more so the heartbeat behind mm-hmm. being a rapper. You have something to say, you've thought it through, and you're going to be clear and honest about it. Very black and white, this is what we believe, that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's those are sort of the rules, the uh, the rubrics for getting inside of the, the genre, and which was particularly challenging at first for Christianity hmm. because the rap listener... Didn't know if it would feel too sort of judgmental or, you know, who wants morality in their music, that kind of thing. It became a problem. And then I think even the church didn't understand how these things could pair together. Like, can we use this format for the good? So a lot of conversation had to be had both ways for the, you know, the rap listener and for the Christian saying, should we green light this thing for our youth or should we keep it at bay? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So let's talk about some of the early days of Christian rap music, particularly rap music among Lutherans. <laughs> you referenced this in, in one of your conversations. I think it might have been uh, at Symposia here at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. You referenced a cassette you received. Ooh, oh, goodness. That that ages everyone right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had that same cassette, by the way. Wow. <laughs> the Firefighters? Yes. Yes. That I am not in this. The, I am this, not in this. You crew. weren't even. Shout I think you, you were probably a baby at this point. Although, I mean, so you, you might have got. That's what I say. You were probably too. You we're probably. I got the cassette like when they were like current, like ah. when it was like probably published. I mean, to be fair, okay. I did. I do have cassettes from when I was a child, but they were mostly my brothers who are mm. older than me. <laughs> Nothing more with cassettes, guys. So let's talk about the... We don't want to shame the cassette community. The early days of Christian rap or even rap among Lutherans, which kind of predates you because you're you're just a baby too. Just so young. Uh, But let's talk about that. What The early days of Christian rap, how was it received? What were some of the challenges that that artists faced trying to get into this genre. Yeah, so funny. I think at first, I don't know if... And I'm sure that the guys and girls were trying to do high art. I think, you know, there probably was an attempt to do high art, but it's always felt like it was a few steps behind. Mm. 
So that's been a critique for years, especially earlier on, was, man, this doesn't sound like what's currently going on in this style of music. So that was always a challenge just for people who didn't have a heart to be patient with the genre. And, you know, so that kind of thing was there. But eventually, I would say people started to realize, man, we need to care about the artistic integrity of this genre if we're going to actually reach people. Because that's like our first entry point into people's lives is showing that I value this art form. I value Mm -hmm. what it means to make good rap. So that sort of entry point, I I think, took more value later on. And uh, yeah, so it increased. It got better. People started really focusing on making the music good. Then it went to now we have to make the entire artistic package good. So making sure your fashion is up to par, your videos and visuals are up to par, your photo shoots, because all of these things were a part of the culture. And, yeah, so the the hip-hopper would say, okay, this seems authentically hip-hop. Now we'll hear what you're trying to say. But before then, it was kind of like an insult. It felt more like you don't really value this. You're just over here to kind of save our souls, mm. so to speak. And mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, that's just not a good, <laughs> that's not a good thing. <laughs> what yeah. is this cassette that you guys are referring to? I need to know this now. You see, I did a good job dodging that, didn't I? <laughs> yes, you did. No, but shout out to the firefighters, man. Uh, I guess, you know, just two guys from somewhere. I don't even know where they were from. <laughs> they were from Concordia as well. You're not serious. I'm serious. They were at Con- really. Yeah, they were. I believe they were at Concordia Seminary. Wow. When they recorded that too. That's crazy. I need this. I need to know what. I mean, I don't know. I dig mine out. All I don't right. know how raw we can get in the studio, but it was a Christian song. <laughs> I mean, this song was called. Can I say it? Sure. It's called God Made Sex, and yeah, they were just trying to help people know that. And as a kid, I was grossed out by the song. I'm like. <laughs> Wow, wow, why am I, what? I was so confused. Like, why are we talking about this? But I guess it was a good thing, right, to help people to know that this is something God made. So, All right. But it kind of, it was weird. Like, I literally remember I took the cassette tape and I set it outside so it can melt in the sun. You know, (laughs) sorry, brothers in the Lord. I love you guys. I salute and value your vocation. But as a kid, I didn't understand the point of it and I didn't I didn't connect with it so but as an older man I do respect your attempt to do good in the world that's awesome and that's uh, a be a light story. in the darkness praise God firefighters amen <laughs> what year was it that you got the cassette Ooh, I think this was probably like 90s huh oh, so yeah. maybe early 90s yeah yeah that would be about when I got the cassette, too. Oh, yeah. I would have also been a child. <laughs> Shout out to our brothers in the Lord, man. I, mean, I, I was in high school, so. I was not. I was not. I was just so confused. I was like, okay. Amen? With a question mark? Yeah. So you, you're, what you're saying, I mean, growing up with a lot of the, the alternative Christian versions of boy bands especially and and the rock groups that were the christian rock groups i I can understand what you're saying that like that that the art wasn't quite up to put like you're listening to something you're like oh i can tell that this is not quite the same as the mainstream that that is an interesting thing to to think about and now now the artist is it's the whole brand it's everything all together how has that evolved for you coming from uh, the christian 
music space to mm-hmm. now being a Lutheran music space. How has that evolved for you, being oh the whole goodness. brand? Yes. <laughs> Man, it's been it's been so cool to watch, I will say. I've enjoyed each stage, actually. Like, even as a kid, I, I was happy to be exposed to it because I knew that was an alternative. And then as it progressed, shout out to a group named Cross Movement. <laughs> I think they sought to take those things more seriously and to do good business. So I like the evolution of the genre. And then it went from just sort of being alternative music so that you wouldn't have to listen to the bad stuff in the world. Then it took a turn in the right direction towards, well, let's talk more about scripture and theology and, you know, things in the Bible. So I I really enjoyed that season. And then it became mostly reformed in nature. Mm -hmm. So the predominant voice coming out of Christian rap was uh, Calvinistic. And, you know, good things happened during that time and, and in that season as well. I think a lot more people that came from sort of the enthusiast, charismatic space mm-hmm. were learning to value the scriptures and church history. So it was a step in the right direction. But over time, some of the uh, missing components to uh, the Reformation won, but just sort of understanding how we ought to live in a world and live before a neighbor. I think a lot of those pieces were missing. So it became more monastic, mm. meaning you ought to do Christian rap if you really want to show God how serious you are. Mm. It's almost like you want to impress him and then he'll give you spiritual blessings or more favor or things of that nature. So I would like to think now the sort of season that Christian rap is in is ripe for rethinking things and being confronted with things that we had missed altogether. And I would like to think that's what is happening with this sort of confessional Lutheran voice entering into the scene is that people are saying, man, that's interesting. Haven't heard that before, but um, I see some usefulness in it, especially thinking about vocation and two mm-hmm. kinds of righteousness. Yes. So it sort of had to force, <laughs> I had to sort of force it in because people weren't asking for it. And then it was just weird <laughs> at first. But I think now it's reaching a point where it's like, okay. Maybe some room for this, you know. Yeah. Here's a thing you didn't know you need. Now you have it. <laughs> that part. That part. So you've got two audiences now yeah. that are kind of coming together. You've got the audience from the Reformed background that you're sharing this Lutheran understanding of God's word, the Lutheran confessions with them. They're like, what? Yeah. And then you've got Lutherans who <laughs> value what you have to say, but many of them perhaps new to rap yes. music yeah. as an art form. <laughs> like, what? I know the content, but what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Never heard God's own child, I gladly say it, quite like this. But people love it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now more people know that hymn, too, which yeah. I'm it's not mad about. <laughs> a great track on that album, Man. by the way. Hey, uh, shout out to the hymn nerd. Sarah's on deck. Yes. Great track. It, it's in, yes, it's in my morning. It may or may not be in my regular morning workout track. So. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Salute, my friend. Yeah. No, I love piece. that. I love that. So thank you for bringing that up. Excellent track. Uh, we have more to talk about with Flame in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's 
uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50 plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we are talking with Flame. He's a Lutheran rap artist, author, and creative behind Extra Nos Academy, and we're just having fun catching up. Uh, so we, we've, I think we've talked about rap as art form and really the essence of uh, of what you do. You've been busy with a lot of different things going on. <laughs> all the things. All the things. Yes. So tell us what what have you been up to? Podcast conference. Yes. Uh, recording. Something that yes. we don't know about yet. Well, new, you, had, you had new music too. Yes, Dropped yes, a yes. couple oh, months right. ago. Yes. Okay. A lot of excitement. Oh about my that. goodness! All right. So where do I start? Let me see. <laughs> so as you mentioned, Sarah. Yes, I just released a project titled "Freedom Lessons," which is based on Luther's Small Catechism. So that's out. Also, I'm releasing another project that will come out sometimes shortly, probably end of February. So I'm walking people through. How we got the version of Christianity that we have today in contemporary times. So I'm going to start with the Lutheran Reformation and take us all the way from the Anabaptists to the Anglicans in Europe. And then the Puritans who come over to the Americas all the way through the revivals and to date. So their project is coming out, which is why I'm in town, St. Louis. Uh, recording with a handful of the professors at the seminary, Concordia Seminary. So we're talking about those things, and then we'll have the sound bites will run as the through line for the interludes. So I'm getting their expertise and vocals on the project as well. So that's happening. And, uh, yeah, and then March 2nd will be Exynos Academy's first conference. So we're going to be talking about the two kinds of righteousness, and we're going to have Dr. Leopoldo Sanchez from Concordia. He'll be speaking, Reverend Delwyn Campbell will be speaking, myself and my friend Lex. So that's fun. <laughs> what else is going on? Oh, my goodness. I'll be on tour the entire month of April. So look for me somewhere. And I'll also be connecting. <laughs> Every Sunday, I'm taking an Uber to a confessional Lutheran church. So it's going to be fun to connect with my brothers and sisters all over the states. So I'm looking forward to that. And then what can I say? Lastly, I am working on another book. <gasps> yeah, you guys really? got the exclusive. I probably shouldn't have even said that, but. <laughs> You're my friends, and I give you the exclusive. <laughs> so I am writing another book. Oh. Yes. So to be continued on that. But a lot is happening. I'm excited. And uh, the thing really is I'm seeing people are being exposed to ancient Christianity, confessional Lutheran thought. They're loving the simplicity of the gospel, the clarity that comes with things that have been preserved here, and people are excited. And, 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 they're, and that makes me happy, and it energizes me. Mm to want to keep serving them in as many creative ways as possible. So yeah. I'm having fun. So many great things. Yeah. Did, is is this what you thought was going to happen when you converted to Lutheranism Man. not that long ago? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know what I thought. I don't know what I thought. <laughs> but I am having fun, though. I am having fun. And then, as you all mentioned some moments ago, we have the two podcasts. So I have yeah. the Exynos Academy podcast, which is more like a book club. So I'll be starting that back up February, walking through the apology, the Augsburg Confession, going through Article 12A on repentance. Oh, nice. So I'm looking forward to that. And then the second contribution from Exynos Academy is the study podcast. Yeah. So that's been really fun sitting with my bros and we just we just have dialogue about Christianity, culture and the confessions. 
Yeah, talk us talk more about the study because that's that's relatively newish. Yes, for you and it's it's you and two other guys. Yes, talk yep. more about that the the impact that that's had on your audience. Yeah. Well, firstly, shout out to my friend and videographer, Vivi Cortez. <laughs> He's here now. But he records these things and edits them all. So the study really is just a collection of, of friends. Reverend Delwyn Campbell, he's the the pastor on deck, which we really love because a lot of podcasts are, you know, just two random people sitting there talking. and Like this one. <laughs> which is perfect. <laughs> Which is perfectly fine, (laughs) but it's cool to have the pastor there. And so he's just sort of adding that on the ground experience from a pastor. Yeah. So, yeah, that's super fun. And then we have my friend Lex Lutheran. He's there (laughs) and he's just hilarious. And he's always talking scripture and church history and culture. So, yeah, that's what we do. We try to take a concept from the confessions, have it in our heads, Mm -hmm. and then just sort of bounce around with just sort of topics that are relevant to today's times. And then we'll splash in different things here and there. But it's mostly just dialogue, discussion, and down to earth so people can get an exposure to ancient Christianity mm-hmm. preserved through confessional Lutheran thoughts. So they can see like their first touch point. Like, oh, these are normal people. Oh, they care about some of the same kind of things we do. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can sort of peer in and maybe even visit a confessional Lutheran church. Hey. That's the goal. And it's happening, too. Like, I mean, people in the comment sections are like, yo, this is interesting. I actually visited a Lutheran church last Sunday. Everybody was so cool and normal. (laughs) Like, stuff like that. It's, like, been exciting to see. So, Lutherans are normal people, too. It's like, man, they actually just are normal people. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So one of the things I noticed in in your podcasts, especially in the study, but with Extranos Academy as well, what what I see you doing is equipping lay people to embrace great biblical doctrine, to to study God's word, to really give deep thought to what God's word and what the the Lutheran confessions have to say about God's word, really giving deep thought to that. Why is that important? Why is that so valuable to equip laity mm. to to give deep thought to great biblical doctrine? Man, I love that. I love that setup too because I feel like the laity are the most vulnerable. And when you like let's just say the average Christian, they're they're living life, not really thinking deeply about what they believe or why they believe it. And then they'll just scour the internet for insights. <laughs> to make sense of this world, whether it's something bad going on in their lives or they want a response from God or they're looking for something to encourage them, they'll just sort of jump out there and they'll grab onto any good thing. And just the, thinking about the landscape of Christian content and media, if you're not tapped into, you know, platforms like these, I mean, you're probably going to run into such a diverse mess I mean, if I can speak frankly, and it's unfortunate because people, they, they build their lives around what they believe. For example, I was watching a sermon last night in the hotel and the pastor was just given seven ways to have joy. And I listened to the whole thing, trying to be gracious and, and sort of hear him out. But the way the, the sermon was shaped, I mean, you didn't need Jesus at all. I mean, mm-hmm. these were just seven pithy truths on how to have a good attitude. And though he was a Christian pastor, 
there wasn't much about Christ. And then at the end, he sort of gave like this spiel about Jesus. But the spiel was come to Christ to get this joy. So it sort of circled back to making your life better. So that kind of, you know, those things, they may work for a little while, but then eventually people get burnt out. They get discouraged. And then sometimes they get upset with God because they didn't get the result they were looking for. Mm -hmm. And then many leave their faith altogether. So I feel like the laity are the most vulnerable. So putting things in front of them in the space where they hang out, I think is important. So preferably they'll run into something to compare what they're hearing with something that's been tested and tried throughout the ages and they'll really see life and draw life from God's word and, and yeah, and lead back to a healthy local church. Yeah. And you're doing so much of that in all, all of these different medium now. Yeah. You got, I mean, podcasts and videos and conferences and books and (laughs) (laughs) all of these great things that you're doing. It's, it's so awesome to see. I mean, since the first time we talked with you, few years ago now to see what you're doing now is just it's really great so yeah no thank you all seriously so i feel like day one you all have just been rocking with me supportive (laughs) and yeah just been really cool to be around and feel embraced by you all too so oh thanks thank you hugs hugs. yes (laughs) we're we're all friends here so speaking of being friends and knowing you for a while we realized before we recorded that we haven't done a lightning round with you which is something that we do with all of our new people on the coffee hour, so mm. so you get subjected to the lightning round today. This Here is very go. exciting. So this is just rapid rapid fire quotes okay. of <laughs> of your favorite huh, things. What'd you say? You guys need me? <laughs> 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 All right. Favorite cuisine. Ooh, favorite cuisine will probably be <laughs> Indian food. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. That's Andy's favorite, too. <laughs> I, I do like Indian food. I don't know if it's my favorite, but I certainly do like it. All right. Book. And we all know the Bible. Um, and your so, book. So and, something else. So I know. Other books. Man, let me see. Other books. This is probably, an unfair question for you. Woo, this is tricky. I'll probably say Gene V. Jr.'s Spirituality at a Cross. All right. Yes. You are a big Veith fan. I am. Yeah. All right. Favorite movie. Favorite movie. Probably will be The Count of Monte Cristo. Okay. Mm. Yes. All right. Historical figure or superhero? <laughs> which one would I prefer to be? No, which one's your favorite? <laughs> oh, <laughs> let me it's see. a big category. Um, that could be two categories right there. It but... could be two. Not everyone has a favorite superhero. That's true. That's true. I do have a favorite superhero, though. Okay. Definitely will be Batman. All right. Yeah, Batman is that guy. He's smart. He's quick. He's a problem solver. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. All right. Let's see. Favorite ice cream or dessert if you don't like ice cream? Mm, I actually do not like ice cream. Okay. Nor sherbet, which is sneaky <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> I False think. Ice cream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me see. For me, it's going to be grapes. Okay. Yes. I'm obsessed sure. with grapes like a child. <laughs> Do you like them frozen? Frozen grapes? I do like them frozen. They're so much better frozen. Yes. It's like yep. candy. It really is like candy. <laughs> vacation destination. Ooh, vacation destination. Did you rhyme that on purpose? Good job. Good job, Andy. I'm going to say <laughs> Turks and Caicos. Oh, wow. Nice, quiet spot just to relax and chill. Very nice. Yeah, Turks and Caicos, the island. All right. Favorite mm. office supply. Ooh, favorite office supply <laughs> since childhood, hands down, has been the paperclip. Yes. 
Fantastic. Because it's not a full commitment like a staple, mm-hmm. yeah. but it does bind I in some way. You know what I'm saying? It's I a unifying mechanism, but... That is amazing. Yes. I love it. See, yes. that office supplies tell you a lot about a person. They do. I have long pompous. They do. It's for people that get uh, half-sleeve tattoos, probably like paper clips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a correlation. Half commitment. Yes, there's a correlation. <laughs> favorite hymn my favorite hymn is hands down god's own child i gladly say it yep. again it's it's just that is that all right last one favorite bible verse favorite bible verse Ooh, it's probably going to be romans 5 1 through 2 yes for we are justified by faith paul says that simple thing is a game changer beautiful where can we learn more about your music things you're working on Man, you can go to extranosacademy.com. All things flame, all things Extranos Academy are there. Tour schedule, merchandise, music, podcast link, festival information, conference information, the like. All the good stuff. All the things. <laughs> flame, Lutheran rap artist, author, and creative behind Extranos Academy. Thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Always a pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Showing support for KFUO is now easier than ever. You can sport a KFUO shirt, swag, or even socks by visiting our online store. Go to kfuo.org slash store and order high-quality KFUO-branded merch. You no longer need to wait for our annual share for a chance to show your KFUO spirit. Visually share and wear this ministry out in the world by checking out our selection. Every purchase helps to support our proclamation of Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. Go to kfuo.org slash store.